Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for this day and for the opportunity to gather to worship. We give you thanks for the promise that your light always shines. And Lord, as we come now in this time of the message, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation and thoughts of all of our hearts will be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. My Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had a moment in your life that you would describe as an epiphany or an aha moment, so to speak? A moment where something dawned on you, a revelation of some sort, or something that changed your perspective on a matter. I think about the epiphanies and the aha moments that I have had in my own life, and and they range with such varying degrees. On the one hand, I've had those moments where I've determined a shortcut of how to get to point A to point B, or I figured out how to, to navigate a new electronic device. And perhaps there have been aha moments such as learning a new talent or developing a meaningful relationship or acquiring that piece of wisdom that that changes your perspective on how you view a situation. 
I think about all those epiphanies that I've had and, and just the sense of hope, the sense of joy, the sense of clarity that they bring in life. This Sunday morning, we gather together. It is Epiphany Sunday. It is the day that we celebrate the ultimate epiphany and Jesus Christ. If you look up the word epiphany in the dictionary, the, the other words that also mean epiphany are revelation and manifestation. And indeed, today is the day that we celebrate that the word of God was manifested and revealed to all of creation in Jesus Christ. In Christ, God reveals God's self to us and gives this light and life to all of creation. What's interesting to me is that sometimes we tend to observe Epiphany as if it is Christmas part B. You know, Christmas Eve is Christmas part A, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We celebrate that the shepherds have come to see what has taken place and then spread the good news. And then we get to Epiphany. And that's the part of the Christmas narrative where the Magi come and they come and they give thanks and worship Christ. And, and that portion of the Christmas narrative sort of completes everything. It's, it's seen as, as part B, so to speak. But Epiphany is actually an entire season that extends all the way into Ash Wednesday. And for the early Christians, Epiphany was as important, if not more so important, than the Christmas day itself. While the, Christian, the birth of Christ is essential to our faith, it's not just the historical birth of Jesus that's important. It's what his birth means what his birth reveals to all of creation. That is at the core of our faith. And so the season of Epiphany focuses on that revelation, focuses on that manifestation, what it means for us that God was made flesh and dwells among us. And I love that focus because I don't know about you, but, but, but sometimes there have been years in my life where I have experienced what I call that Christmas letdown. You know, right after the, the decorations come down and you no longer hear all of the, the joyful music playing on the radios and, and things start getting back to that sort of normal routine, it's easy to sort of feel a bit of a letdown, a bit of a disappointment, especially after we have experienced such a wearisome 2021 and a rather wearisome already 2022 we may wonder the point of even celebrating the holidays or, or question the connection between what we celebrate in Christmas and what that means for us in our everyday lives. But I think the season of Epiphany speaks to that letdown that we may, speak, that we may experience because it reveals to us the meaning and the purpose of Christmas. And I think it also reveals to us the meaning and the purpose in our daily lives as Christians. And so in the coming weeks in the season of Epiphany, we'll look at various scripture passages that speak to who Christ is and what that means for us. And today we come to the wonderful story of the Magi. Perhaps some of you are quite familiar with this story of the visit of the Magi. I don't think there can be a nativity set without the three Magi in it. 
And over the course of time, we've tended to lump the story of the Magi in with the other portions of the Christmas narrative. And we've even taken some of the story of the Magi and gone further than what is actually revealed in scripture. The reality is, is that a lot of the information that is not detailed in scripture, for instance, we don't know the names of the Magi. We don't know the specific countries from which they came. And it's likely that these men were not necessarily kings, but rather they were well-educated, wealthy astrologers who were highly respected in their Gentile cultures. While there are many things we don't know about the Magi, there are some things that are very important that we do know about the Magi. We know that they were seeking the anointed one, that they were seeking the Messiah. They were seeking the savior. They were seeking truth. And as we sit with that for just a moment, the witness of the Magi is humbling. For here are individuals who had everything one could want from a worldly perspective. They had wealth and power and prestige. And yet they knew that true power, true purpose, true meaning comes from Christ. That their worth, their purpose, their hope, their salvation was found in Christ. What they were seeking in their lives was found in Christ. I think it's also striking that the Magi were not part of the people of Israel, and yet the epiphany of Jesus Christ came to them. The good news of the revelation of Christ is for all. It is for you, it is for me, it is for each and every one of us, no matter who we are or where we are. Christ is the light of all the nations. Christ is the light of the world. And that is not news to keep to ourselves. That's news to share. So what does all of this mean for us? Perhaps we also can relate to the Magi search. Perhaps we feel as if we are seeking truth and purpose and hope, an epiphany of some sort. And perhaps the past 22 months have felt especially disorienting and uncertain. Perhaps like the Magi, we too have also encountered Herods, so to speak. There have been obstacles and challenges and deterrence in our journey. We have experienced acutely the sin, the evil, the brokenness and suffering in this world. What does 2022 hold for us? We don't know the answer to that question. We don't know what the year will bring. But we can be assured that like the Magi, we have the revelation that God is with us. That our worth, our purpose, our truth, and our life are found in Christ. Christ is our light. Christ is our guide. Christ is our hope and our salvation. And the invitation for us is to receive that epiphany in the depths of our souls, to trust that epiphany, to seek to grow more fully in its revelation, and to follow and to share its light, no matter the circumstances. We are in that, that time of year 
where often we talk about resolutions. Perhaps you have made a resolution for this new year. Perhaps you have made it. It's already January 2nd, so perhaps it's a bit fallen by the wayside. Or perhaps you're someone who just swears off resolutions and do not make them in the new year to come. Regardless of where you are, what would it look like if we made a resolution, or perhaps if we don't call it a resolution, what if we made a commitment to intentionally seek God, to keep our eye on the star, so to speak? If we made an intentional commitment this year to welcome the light of Christ into our lives and to share that light with others and the world around us, what would that look like for us? Maybe it would look like establishing a daily practice of, of reading scripture or taking time to be in prayer each and every day. Maybe that would look like taking a portion of our time and our resources to serve others, especially those in our community who are underserved. Maybe it would look like committing to participating in a Bible study or participating in a small group ministry. Maybe it would look like being intentional with our interactions and even our social media posts that we offer words of encouragement and hope wherever and however we can. I could go on and on about what this would look like. And to be clear, as we are invited to seek God, we don't seek God to earn God's favor or to, or to, to, or to gain more of God's love, nor do we seek God strictly out of our own willpower. The wonderful good news is that God already loves each and every one of us perfectly, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. And that's the wonderful epiphany that we receive. We are invited to seek God so that we may know and grow more fully into God's love and so that we can experience that wonderful and transforming gift of receiving it and sharing it in the world around us. And as we seek God, we are not alone. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide us, to convict us, to inspire us, and to empower us. And so perhaps the Christmas decorations have already been taken down in your household, or perhaps you feel as if you're kind of gearing up for the week to come and whatever, quote, normal rhythm and routine you may experience in the coming days. But the meaning of Christ's birth, the epiphany that is Christ, endures. God is with us. The light of Christ shines as brightly on January 2nd, 2022, as it did 2,000 years ago. The greatest revelation of all, that the word and love of God was made flesh, came 2,000 years ago to a weary, broken, suffering world. And that same revelation comes to a weary, broken, suffering world 2,000 years later today. Let us open our hearts to receive this truth, to seek and to grow in this truth, and to share in this truth. The light of Christ shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish it. Thanks be to God. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.